Hello, and welcome to the Dan and Barry podcast. My name is Mike, a.k.a. Dan and Barry. I'm sure you've heard of me. This is my co-host, Pete. Pete doesn't believe in social media. Perhaps you've heard of me, the great social media prognosticator of 2007, oh, when I said it was a total disaster. And guess what? Guess who's right, Mike? Which one of us is right? We're both right. I didn't even Are make we? a stamp. I just use it. I didn't say that I that I don't think it's horrible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so do you think if we didn't know each other personally and you didn't have social media, you would know who I was? In other words, do you think I'm famous? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's going on cringetopia for sure. Uh, cringetopia? Did you, did yeah. you just make that up? No. That's, it's that's, that Cringetopia joke is the Mount Rushmore. Uh, if you go to Cringetopia.com, it, all yeah. it is is that joke you just made. Just the name me, of this thing just was me coined just by making Pete fun of the fact that you said, "Do you think I'm no. famous?" Just you using the term you Cringetopia. Okay. Well, there you go. Anyway, we are back for another edition of the Dad and Barry podcast. Pete is back. He's been away for back. a couple of weeks in a row um, for various reasons. Mama and Barry filled in admirably i must Amazing. say people are clamoring for oh my mama gosh Barry. honestly just like mama barry take it down a couple notches you know but what i'm look, saying to put it things in perspective so to put things in perspective people are clamoring for more mama buried and they're also clamoring for more of my beanie which is why it is back loyal listeners will know that i wore the beanie all last winter and guess what Mid-October, it's beanie season, even though it approached 75 here today, yeah. and it's going to be yeah. warm again almost, tomorrow. Almost 80 degrees. So I posted something about a beanie, and then somebody said, you're wearing it wrong. You need to have no tuft. And I'm like, I'm keeping the tuft. I put up a poll, and then I did a picture of myself with the tuft and without the tuft, and people were like, go back to the tuft. <laughs> <laughs> and no one even really likes the tuft, but yeah. without a tuft, they're like, you look like an inmate. It's it's yeah, it's so much work. Uh, look, here, here's the deal. You're giving people two horrible choices. Okay, exactly. Choosing the lesser evil. Somebody said somebody said the youth ship has sailed. Get rid of the beanie. And like I'm like, Jesus Christ, that was really harsh. No, actually, you know what? what was that was that your mom? It was my mom. It was yeah. my mom. Yeah. She's having a tough time. during yeah. the <laughs> Is she or maybe she's just throwing truth bombs. Well, she's in Connecticut, and they've just uh, uh, Mayor uh, Governor Cuomo was like, "Don't go to Connecticut because you ain't coming back without a." a did you hear that? Connecticut, I think in New Jersey and yeah. uh, Massachusetts, maybe were put on like the watch lists. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, New York doesn't have you know isn't 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 smelling like roses either. No, and I know. So I'm talking to you, uh, Sheep's Head Bay, <laughs> and uh, um, um, Borough Park. Yeah, Midwood. And a variety of other places. Did well, you hear that? First of all, where is Midwood? Does anybody a, really know? This amazing pizza place in Midwood. Anyway, did you hear that they, the the city shut down or the state shut down a wedding that was going to have ten thousand guests? <laughs> okay. You know what? I am so glad you brought this up. Let's. There are so many things to this. So first of all, someone was going to have some couple. I would imagine, right? This isn't. The Reverend Sun Young Moon marrying ten thousand couples. This is no, a wedding no. with ten thousand guests. But but think of the invitations. It's funny think of the fighting that. No, no, that no. Happened. This this was, I believe, was the Hasidic Jewish community, and it was wow. like the prominent, the son of, or it was either a rabbi, a prominent rabbi, or like somebody in his family was getting married. Are you sure it wasn't uh, one of the Kardashians who was getting married to the to the one of the Kardashians has become a rabbi okay, marrying good. another Kardashian. It was just the perfect yeah, storm, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Two Kardashians were marrying each other. Each other, in, exactly. In I mean, look, that's, that's eventually where it's going to go if you want the ratings, right? That's, what, that's Listen, what there is no better place to get married than Sheep's Head Bay. <laughs> I go to the movie theater in Sheep's Head Bay consistently. Like, like The last movie I saw before the pandemic, before the quarantine in March, was Pixar's Up. At the Sheep's Head Bay movie theater because we have a car and you can I'm... reserve tickets because otherwise you, you got to go uh, and you got to go to Court Street. Was this 2010? It was. <laughs> you got to go. Otherwise, you got to go to Court Street and fight for seats. They don't have reserve. Wait a second. What, what, did you have a flux capacitor? Was it? Were you going 88 miles an hour and you went back to 2010? The that was the last time you went to a movie theater. Mike, Is that the where great you would Mike. Go? 
2010? No, I went in March, the day before the outbreak started, essentially. The oh. last thing I was doing was I was at a movie theater with my kids. To see um, um, a real Anyway, movie. it was in Sheepshead Bay. I, I, I went there a lot before the pandemic. Shouts to that theater. It's not bad. Um, yeah, so, but also shout down to all the corona that's happening well, right look, there. Well, look, movie theaters might not be coming back, buddy, which is a shame. So going to have to watch our movies on streaming. You know what? You, you know what you can do? You can fill an entire movie theater with part of that, with just one-tenth of that 10,000-person wedding. What, an obnoxious, what, a, what a ridiculous number of people to have to a wedding. Yeah, well, you know what? Fuck that we- I mean, really fuck that wedding. <laughs> well, I that would be it. would be a hell of a honeymoon if you're going to fuck that wedding. Anyway, um, so we're back from, or Pete's back from vacation and from personal matters and from... You know the the brink of despair. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. UF no, seasonal seasonal um, affective disorder or whatever, where people get depressed because it turns into winter. Opposite. Op- you get psyched. Yeah, I'm yeah. just honestly, there's a lot of chest pumping. There's a lot of like uh, Matthew McConaughey speeches that are happening in my household. Yeah. Like where he just like imagined she was white, yeah. like that kind of speech. Wait, what? That's a at a time to kill his breakout role. Um, where he became uh, a superstar. Imagine you know she was like, you don't read John Grisham. Just, honestly. Just, I'm glad to have you honest. back, Pete. This week we're going to be talking about um, kind of the, the 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 stuff you try to shield your kids from. One of our jobs as parents is to protect our children. Um, and in some ways that, that requires keeping uh, the real world and adult concerns and, you know, 10,000 person weddings away from them if you can. And so I asked, I asked listeners and my Instagram followers, what topics and stuff do they try to protect their kids from? Um, and we got some, we got some good answers, Pete. We got some good answers. The problem is though, Mike, uh, you let your kids watch the real world seasons one through seven, which is really, where they, it was some of the best TV that's ever been recorded. Well, this is the thing. I go, kids, that's Puck. Yeah. Don't be like Puck, right? Yeah. That's all, it's, a, it's honestly a great lesson. Show kids Puck, be like, don't be like that, and you'll probably end up being a decent person. When was, when was the last time real the real world was on TV? I don't know, like last year. It has never no. stopped. Yes, it has never stopped. They're on like season 40. Oh, my God. It has never stopped. It it changed around like season five or something. It became like young people partying yep, at whatever location yeah. they're in. Yeah. Um, whereas like the first season was sort of like an actual documentary kind of thing. It was interesting. Right. I can't believe we're talking about this, but we are going to be talking about some real life stuff today because we're not. It, this is what happens when podcasts stop being polite, Pete, and start being real. Yeah. Nailed it. That's like the tagline for the real world. You don't even know. I do know. And I got it. I just wanted you to have a moment. I wanted you to self high five. And then I wanted you to leave complete silence and just see what you came back with. Well, I and guess, you know what? Amazing. You need more entries for your Cringetopia website. So there's a couple. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. Right, you know we'll what? Be back. We'll be back right after this to talk about um, the stuff you try to shield your kids from. Right. Like after words this. like Cringetopia. Don't let them get a hold of that. Horrible. All right, we're back with the Dadaberry Podcast. Like I said, tonight we're going to be talking about the kind of adult slash real world, rural, 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 the topics um, and stuff you try to shield your kids from if you can. Um, But before we get into that, we want to remind everybody that you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Uh, you You can throw us a rating on Apple. We would love that. Uh, haven't gotten one in a while. Could use could use some new ratings, people. Come on, get out there. Um, and you can subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and you can throw us a little bit of money if you want uh, via Patreon or Anchor. So we have Ryan Miller and MS Babine use Anchor, so that works. Molly Robertson, check your kids at the door. Chris Coleman, M. Daniel, Mallory McKenzie, Miriam, and Tina Davis use uh, Patreon, along with Rob Gilberry, Lindsay Woodruff, Andrea Sandoval, Barbara Geiger, Bill D'Amica, Dana Bosday, who left a comment. Oh, we got we got some good time comments coming. You can leave 
comments on individual episodes if you watch us on YouTube. Um, we also got Jacques Govar, Morning Glow, Cotton Farmer AZ, Wes Clark, Jennifer Wynn, Julie McCarthy, Paula Opolsky, Mary Williams, and Julie Burton, whose uh, Chiefs snuck out a win against the Bills. I believe that was yesterday. The yeah. One of the things that's nice about COVID is, is extra football, some random they, games, some random times. Did time. they sneak it out? Or did they, they – I think they uh, – No, they, they, won, little... they won pretty handily, but um, it just wasn't a great game on either end. Like, uh, it was just rainy, so nobody was doing all that much. I do want to apologize to uh, Julie because Pat Mahomes, her beloved quarterback, his reign is basically ending. The Dolphins announced today that uh, Tua Tongaliova – God damn it. I don't even know how to say his name, but mm-hmm. I'm going to learn because it's Tua time. He's starting for the Dolphins after the bye. We're going to – Got a new young quarterback in town, my man. Oh, you do you? What I'm talking about? <clears throat> nope, not at all. But I did. I did happen to catch the uh, Jets Dolphins game. Oh yeah. And uh, I'll tell. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't take melatonin to go to sleep very oh, easily. Please. But uh, yeah. a, a f- about four and a half minutes of just watching the Jets Dolphins is uh, all you need. Excuse to just... me. They put the Jets to sleep. Is what they did. Twenty-four nothing should have been forty-two nothing. But that's why it's two a time. It's got a higher ceiling. We're gonna see what happens. We're gonna see what happens. Anyway, I think I think the Jets' number one plan is just try and get COVID. Oh, just, <laughs> just try and get COVID for the season. No, 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 no. They want to lose. They want to go 0 and 16 to get a new draft pick, which is why they haven't fired their abominable coach and why they probably don't want to get COVID because if this stuff gets delayed, all stuff is gonna be weird. They just want to go 0 and 16 and get a draft pick so they can. So they can ruin that guy, too, because that's what the Jets do. No offense to everybody who's a Jets fan, except triple the offense, because I hate the Jets and I, I hate Jets fans. I'm, 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 I'm seriously wondering why we why New York has two football teams. <clears throat> you know what? I'm not going to debate you. They should combine them. They're both terrible. Anyway, you can listen to us in all those places. You can subscribe. You can leave ratings. You can throw us some cash. We appreciate it every which way. You anyway, you want to spend time with us. Um, you know what? It's 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 an honor to be able to do this for you people. And you know what? It's an honor to be here with you, Pete. Oh my God! The Welcome honor, back. honestly, is all on this side of the microphone and oh. or camera. By the way, we're getting a new view of the dad and buried domicile. Are the are the? This is my bedroom. Are the open windows distracting? Are the open uh, drapes? Not, no, no, no. I'm too busy trying to open your underwear drawer with my eyes. So. It's working. Well, you know what? Just come over and you can use your hands. Hey, Mike, turn around. Oh my God! I don't even. That's creeping me out because it's a, uh, it's it's Spooktober as we do in the Barry. I don't know if we if we spoke to you since Spooktober began. Um, been watching a lot of scary movies lately, which is one of the things we're going to talk about tonight. Whether you know, it's what gave one of the things that gave me the idea was my wife is watching Stranger Things with my ten year old. Um, and she didn't want my toddler in there because it can be a little bit spooky, a little bit yeah. spooky for him. Um, but eventually she just let him stay in there. Are you, are, but you've already watched it or why are you not part of the mix of the, we've already watched it. Uh, I was cooking one night when they were doing it or I had some work to do or something like that. So, um, sometimes they like to have a little mommy kid time. Oh, and okay. I, at one point I was in here with the littlest kid trying to distract him, but he just ended up wanting that. Um, but I wanted, so I asked. Because one of the things is, like, I know a lot of people won't show their kids scary stuff. And then there are some people that have, are much worse than me, show them really, really scary things. I don't know about you. It is. You no, uh, we have a very low tolerance for scary things in our household uh, in general, mainly because of the lack of sleep that it produces. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the, and the nightmares that it induces, even things that are really not scary. That was all. the primary complaint that a bunch of people were like, I try to keep my kids from scary movies because they have nightmares and they wake up and I don't want them to wake me up. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I don't, you know, I can, listen, Saw 5, look, if a person's crawling around in a pit of needles, yeah, hey, guess what? It happens sometimes, kids. So get used to <laughs> yeah, it. This it's is called New York City. Okay. Well, you know and what? it's happening in real life. So Good don't thing worry. they're not wearing flip-flops like me. I'm going to take all the needles in my feet for your kids. It's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make. Um, but it's funny that you should mention it because a lot of, most of the stuff that came up was less about, you know, the media they're seeing, although there's definitely some of that, but it's mostly like real world stuff. Um, and I know that you've been dealing with some real world stuff uh, recently yourself. Yeah, unfortunately, my father-in-law, my, my wife's dad passed away uh, rather suddenly. 
Um, so that was, you know, very hard. It's been hard the last couple of weeks. That's why I've been yeah. out. Um, so but, uh, you but, have... but, tell, but we, we were trying, you know, death is death. Yeah. It was our first death as a family. And it's interesting, uh, though, because you have you have a 12 year old kid yep, who's like 12, at the point 10, where and, like shielding yeah. stuff is really less of a thing. A 10 year old kid who's on the cusp and then the five year old or the six year old. The six year old who just everything is shielded. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. like, hey, what are you eating? Just shut up. Just yeah, shut up and exactly. go back. At your you don't cage. need to know. You don't need to know that. You don't want to know. That looks delicious. It's not. It's just a delicious hamburger. I mean, I, it's not delicious. No, it's too spicy for you. Yeah, it's too spicy. But uh, no, it's it, it is. Uh, de- yeah, so this is the first death. It was obviously extremely sad and uh, uh, very surprising as, uh, so, you know, um, it wasn't foreseen that our, right. uh, my father-in-law was not sick, uh, or at least so we... Uh, thought it was just uh, you know went into the ER one day and then a number of things happened and just wasn't uh, yeah just, it, it, obviously and it, just to clarify it wasn't COVID or anything like that it was right? not COVID it was not COVID related it had I mean he was older so he was in his 80 or he was almost 80 um, and it just uh, yes a series of things uh, that we ended up some things we found out about and just didn't stuff you know your body gets old and we didn't realize what was going on and he well, had to actually have surgery and didn't, didn't, uh, end up coming out of the surgery, uh, which was a shame. Uh, yeah, that's horrible. Mom and Barry and I were, were very sad to hear the news and condolences to, to your wife and your family. It's just, it's sad, but like, I wonder, had you broached the topic of like death with your kids before, or is that something you shielded them from? Well, uh, I have actually, we did, we, we have broached the topic of death. Um, a lot of the times it comes around brushing teeth and <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not a real Daddy, life. Daddy, what's death. that mean? It mean yeah. Well, it's not, it means you'll go to hell for not yeah. listening to your dad. <laughs> um, but not real life death. So real life death was, uh, it, it, it's strange. And, and, and you know, I even, uh, obviously I don't have a ton of experience with it. A, a few, my grandparents have all passed on, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly what my parents said. But um, <clears throat> no, so this was interesting to be able to talk about it. You know, uh, my 12 year old is really in tune. I think also just grief was really interesting, yeah. like the um, how grief, you know, kind of worked with uh, the different kids. It was really sweet. Actually, in some cases, it was um, Really quite. Uh, well, uh, I imagine you you have to learn some stuff about your kids that you might not necessarily know because they don't have that experience that often, and you don't have the experience of, you know, them experiencing it that often, right? So you find out some things that maybe are new. Right, and and I will say that you know, um, in terms of so as a grandparent, wasn't exactly the closest, or wasn't like every day, or you know, this wasn't necessarily the most the closest relationship from a grandparent to the grandkids, and and even just in general, like uh, we're in a different town, part of the uh, states. Um, so, but nevertheless, it was still obviously a shock, and I think yeah. the the way that uh, we were pretty upfront about it, actually, um, for the most part. Once you know, I think. I just need to give obviously my wife uh, enough time to. Yeah, yeah, obviously you know, she's dealing with took, it herself. Took some time to kind of deal with it, and then letting the kids know uh, was uh, was we were pretty upfront. Um, but it's not like we were shielding them. Yeah, so in, in much in many respects we weren't we weren't shielding them from from it. it we were shielding them from the concern that we had that he was in the hospital because so uh-huh. he was in the hospital about a week. Uh, and then had surgery and then just unfortunately didn't make it. Um, and which is, you know, obviously devastating, but it was, but then at that point it was, this has happened. Pop yeah, Pop right. has, 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 you know, has died. He's moved on and, you know, and, and hear all the good things about it and here's the sad things about it and it's okay to be sad and blah, blah, blah. So it, it actually, it, it was pretty cathartic. Uh, in general. And it allows you, and it allows you to maybe bring up some stuff that hopefully you don't have that much opportunity to bring up, but like talk about those things, you know, in a real way and that kind of thing, so that they are exposed to them. Maybe you don't want to do that until you have to, but then when you have to. Well, yeah, I mean, it's also interesting because we're not religious, um, 
uh, and we're not really raising our kids religious, but my parents are very religious. They're, mm -hmm. they're, uh, very, uh, Jesus, they're, as my mom, as my mom was saying, like, just, I'm ready. You know, I was like, okay, Jesus. <laughs> like, cause we were talking. Yeah, that's yeah. what she said. Yes. That's what I meant. Jesus. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. And, uh, uh, so, so my kids have been exposed to church and going to church and, you know, in, you know, whenever we go see my, uh, my, my parents, um, they, we, we do that. Uh, and so there's a little element of it. And so there's this concept of, you know, is, is Bob going to heaven or where, what's going to happen to him? So there's, there's that element of, of kind of talking through what we think. And, and of course that just goes back to, sort of awkward conversations that we've had with our kids in the past of, you know, it's, 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 you know, what, however you want to want to kind of portray death and, and, and spirituality, et cetera. With can I say, you know what, can I suggest a few movies that might help? Mm. Please do. The uh, Heavenly Kid with Jason Gedrick pre-Iron Eagle. It's about like a 50s greaser who dies too early and then comes back. It's really great. It's good okay. stuff. Um, Is it with Jason Priestley? No, it's Jason Gedrick, although he has a similar look as Jason Priestley would later make popular. Um, there's also Coco, actually a fabulous uh, Pixar movie about oh, death yeah. and uh, family and legacy and that kind of stuff. Really interesting. And then also um, Hellraiser, if you've seen Hellraiser, I should sit your kids down. <laughs> That's Pinhead, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinhead, he's just basically evil and wants to terrorize you. Yes. Yeah. Don't open the puzzle box because that's how you get sucked into whatever the world of Hellraiser is. I don't know if it's actually hell. I don't know. I, you know what? To be honest, I'm not big into the gore. No. Mom and Barry can't handle the freaking Bly Manor miniseries on Netflix. She's not one for scares, even though she loves. Right now, she's in the other room watching Teen Witch, which is, okay. in my opinion much scarier than any of the actual scary movies we're watching. Um, but like you said, a lot of people try to stay away from those. For the Like my kid, he's watched Poltergeist and he's been fine, right? Um, but then he'll see something else. If he sees real life, something like, instead of like supernatural or monsters, if it's a little bit more real life looking or a real life way to die, um, that is what freaks him out. So we try to not do that because we don't want to get woken up in the middle of the night. When yeah. I was nine and a half, I saw the movie Lost Boys in the theater. I showed my kid the preview for Lost Boys. He was like, no. He's older than I was at the time, Pete. What's Unbelievable. To these kids? You're raising What's a happening? snowflake. You're raising a snowflake. <laughs> you got to put sit him down, open up his eyelids with those wonder, yeah, and then Clockwork Orange is followed by, you know, um, let's see what else. What other Kubrick movie? So, but that's a good point. Because Clockwork Orange is disturbing in that it depicts heightened but like real world violence. And there's a couple of scenes. There's the the rape scene where he's singing "Singing in the Rain" is legit one of the most disturbing sequences that I've ever seen. Um, and a lot of people did say that they try to shield their kids from violent movies, but like some of them, like M. Lavely was like, "I try to keep away guns and violence," but then my husband showed him Star Wars. He's four years old. I showed my kids Star Wars at four, and the excuse was, they're not guns, they're lasers, right? It's like fake violence. There's no right. blood. It's like watching A-Team, right? Nobody bleeds, nothing like that. Um, but then you wonder, because people objected to A-Team, if you don't see the consequences of the violence. Oh, my God. How can be – dude, first of all, you go into a barn, you're going to come out with a cabbage <laughs> thrower, okay? Because if B.A. and Murdoch are on the scene, you're, you're going to make a right. cabbage thrower. You know and that what? cabbage thrower is going to be serious. I like how every once in a while you'll have like a detailed take on something, but it's all Idea. from like in 1985. Cause yep. then you, once you got back to the United States, you stopped watching pop That's culture right. of any kind. It just, it just reminded me of that time, that one summer where I just binged the A-team. Correct. So <laughs> living in a blonde moment said that they, she shields her kids from excessive gore and full on sex scenes, especially when they're combined like Hellraiser. Um, and Kelly A. King says she shields her kids from realistic violence and heavy emotional stuff. She says the Avengers is okay, Platoon is not. Yes. And I would say that's pretty good. My eldest kid has seen all the Avengers. Again, there's no real blood in these kinds of things. Obviously, you know, there's no real Thor in real life. So you can be like, this is all make-believe a little bit easier than if you show them like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, you know, which right. is could very well happen to them. 
right? So you'd want to shield them from the real stuff, not necessarily, you don't, a lot of people shield them from all of it, but for us, we make a distinction between kind of cartoonish, make-believe violence and stuff that it tries to depict more of a real world thing. Yeah, well, I mean, also a lot of it is, I mean, the difference between, even the show 24 with Kiefer Sutherland, yeah. he's running around with a severed head in a bag, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, that. Avengers, you know, mo- whenever someone dies or whatever, they're falling off a cliff or they've, you know, they've, they someone shot him in the chest. You know, it's just it, it, Avengers. <laughs> what? Who falls off a cliff? Black oh, Widow. Black Widow. Damn Come it. on, man. Now and Gamora. That wasn't a cliff, though. It was more like a pit. It, it, by all definition, <laughs> it's a, a straight up cliff. There's no <laughs> other every, side to that chasm. Yeah. So, um, but uh, the violence, yeah. I mean, I think that's really. I there was a uh, there is a family that we're really close with that we love that has and continues I guess continues to show their kids like the Saw movies oh and it's God. like I don't know it's so we're so far apart on that like I don't know why you would why would you either. yeah what, what what's the what's the the upside so, of showing your your 10 11 12 year old saw like okay, what's but this is this is like the parents driving it like come down and watch saw with us this isn't like the kid is into kind of horror and like on his own is like seeking this stuff out uh well first of all it's her and second of all, um, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is family time horror movie watching. Like, uh, I don't know if this is just like, hey, no, honestly, check out this chick. She's crawling around in a pit of needles. It's awesome. You love this old needle scene. Is that an I, scene? It, I've never it, seen it. It is, song. and it's Saw 10. Um, I'm not sure which Saw it is. You've and seen it, them all. It's one of the grossest things you've ever seen. I've ever oh. seen in my – I just oh. – it was so awful. I was just, what is the fucking point? Woman falls into a pit of needles and crawls around on it for literally 10 minutes. What do you mean, what is the point? You gotta, you gotta solve jigsaw. Yeah, because, okay. Getting... How is that moving the story forward? It's just, get out of the fucking movie, pit. dude. Oh, man, you're like the church lady. Anyway. Just die. So here's what's worse. Or, what, or maybe you don't think this is worse. In America in particular, violence <laughs> kind of permeates everything. All of our entertainment. But... We're very prudish about um, sex, right? You'll get stronger ratings for stuff that shows nudity and sex than you will for, you know, like the A-team. And people are just getting shot all over the place. Um, a lot of people, because I asked, I asked the question, like, First of oh, all, lay off the A-team. I say, hey, you, there's I, no I bullets. The You've never seen anyone actually die in the no, A-team. No one actually dies in the A-team, just to be real. What ready. I'm saying is I wanted to see Murdoch get it on a couple oh. of times. They wouldn't let the guy get his freak on NBC or whatever you, it was Amy on. and Face? You wanted to see them face. get it on? Oh, and God, Amy. Face was the worst. How come Hannibal what? always wore – Hannibal was always the one who was wearing disguises and masks. How was is, how is, how is Face the worst? He was the best. No, so Face was looking. the worst. What's his name? Benedict? I can't remember Arnold? his name. He was no, the Benedict worst. With, Benedict uh, Arnold. Benedict with, with, Arnold played Face on A-Team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good history student. So. Anyway, did you ever see the movie with Bradley Cooper as Face? Anyway, movie's actually a little bit underrated even though it's like yeah. seven or eight hours long. No, um, first of all, they, don't they like ex, like survive an explosion by landing on an explosion? That's, that's kind of what I remember. That sounds from good. That yeah. actually sounds good. That sounds like every uh, Simpson. It's like, oh, we're falling. Back. Wait, there's an explosion that's cushioned our our fall. <laughs> A softer explosion. Plausible. I love it. And then Bradley Cooper's got his shirt off. I want to see that. So. A couple of people, including M underscore Phoenix 0407, say they try to shield their kids um, from the sex stuff, which which obviously we do as well, unless it's family sex night when the kids. Right, <laughs> right, of course, with your liberal friends. And your exactly. Stupid. Well, George Soros spends a lot of money on organizing my family sex night party. <laughs> That's actually a good point. I don't even know what we're talking about. Anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> social He's media. Micro, microfinancing. <laughs> Social media and um, technology were another thing. We had a whole social media episode about the kind of the dangers of your kids being on there and getting chatted, chatted at, chatted to, and exposed to all sorts of stuff. Most of which boils down to, um, you know, a lot of sex, like weirdos on there 
trying to get nudes and all that kind of thing. Um, and then there's the bullying aspect of it, which I think parents are very protective against as well. Well, well hold on a sec. Well, we're, we're, we're going from sex on TV to social sex, media. We're, well, the sex kind of, on like social media and on computers. It's yeah, seamless but, I mean, I don't know. Let's. It's okay, a fucking but, killer segue, bro. Is it? Because you didn't even. Let's not. We didn't even talk about sex on TV, and I, that's the whole reason I showed I up. I said I was disappointed that there isn't enough sex on TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there's much I'm like, more violence. And I'm like, hey kids, gather around. This is what I'm talking about. What I'm kids, doing to your mom. So you have a 12 year old girl, yeah. daughter, who I imagine watches some melodramatic. If she watches anything like melodramatic yes. stuff that's like based around relationships and girls and kissing and that kind of thing my 10 year old boy anybody somebody anytime he senses a kiss he like curls up in a ball and won't watch it he's not interested in that at all so like when i saw him nine and a half weeks he's just like checked out (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's like just eat the egg already just eat it it's what are you wasting all this food for exactly uh no um favorite shows include shows like jane the virgin which, by the way, oh, is an excellent. Is an actually an excellent. I've heard show. that's good. I haven't seen it. It's it's really really good. Is, but then is all the titular Jane actually a virgin? Yeah, and they get into it. They get into it, but it's uh, the way it's done is very clever. It's very okay. smart. Uh, okay. It's like a uh, anyway, and the Vampire Diaries is the other one. So, that's not even on the air anymore. Yeah, like none of, neither of these shows are on the air. It's all streaming. It's all digital. It's all tubes, Green. man. Teen and tween girls love them sexy vampires, man. She's not into Twilight yet. No, but that's probably that's probably around the corner, I'm sure. You should shield your kids from Twilight and also from Mormonism. Why, why would I? Why would I shield my daughter from? Taylor you read it? Light? Like, no, no. Well, who's the main actor who is like? What's that guy's name? Robert Later. Pattinson? No, not that guy. The other guy. The where the the guy with the big post oh, orbital ball. I don't know what his name is. The kid who Later, plays the werewolf. Late, late, yeah. Tyler Lautner. Tyler Lautner. I do know what his name is. I hate myself. He's the best. You like him? You know, your team, you know, uh, what was probably, he, Jacob? What was the other name? What was the other name? Team Jacob and Team what? I don't know. I don't know, but I just, I love the fact that he's like 35 right now somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. And you know where he's not? At your local multiplex. Did I ever tell you the time that my wife and I had what I consider my greatest argument win was when... She uh, she goes, oh, I just watched this movie that came out last year with the kid from uh, Sixth Sense. And I go, you mean Haley Joel Osment? And she's like, yeah. And I said, oh, so is he playing the dad? <laughs> we had You and, brought this up on the last podcast. Episode. I know. I'm telling you. Look, man, it's the last You're time. I've, it's, the, it me, it's the first and last time I've ever come close to having just like an out-of-body so, experience so where I – Everyone else Completely. didn't hear it when you told the story the first time. So your wife was watching a movie that that was filmed like last year. Yes. And thought Haley Joel Osment was still nine was years old. Was a kid. <laughs> and and the, the argument went, or not even the argument, it was a conversation, it, it, and it went on for like forty minutes where it was like, Haley Joel Osment is the dad, and she looked at me like, no, dude, he's the kid. And, and said, I go, oh. when was when did this movie come out again? And she's like, last year. I was like, that's not possible. And then it basically, after getting completely roasted, me getting completely Obviously. roasted as to how I could not understand this, I had her look it up. And, and just, the sweetest thing ever happened. Just the phone just went upside down on the lap <laughs> and just silence, yeah. just complete silence. That's all I needed. That's all, all I needed. needed. After yeah. 20 years, that's all I needed. You don't need a. Uh, oh, you're right, honey. I'm sorry. You don't even want. That. I don't you want her God. to be seen. That'd be it. too much. I get a. I get an overdose. All I needed is just a, just a, silent end of the conversation with the phone overturned on the lap. So I mentioned the the sex thing as something you want to shield your kids from, and I said, you know, sex or porn, and a bunch of people yelled at me for being like, of course we shield our kids from porn. But when your kids get older, you know, you're not shielding them from anything. Uh, I, what kind of <laughs> I'm saying if you don't, you need it's to what like, mom and I do to make money. <laughs> yeah, well, George Soros. Um, yeah. 
So what I mean is, and a bunch of people did mention this, that sometimes you need to be open with your kids so that when they are on their own, um, they understand what they're dealing with and they don't get caught off guard and taken advantage of or whatever. Like you got to know what to charge, right? <laughs> anyway, this sex thing has just been a landmine. And I'm not just talking about my social life. We were talking about social media briefly. And Missy Wolf 921, this is what I was getting at. She said, overuse of technology and the unrealistic expectations that come from social media. So not only is the sex that's portrayed online really nothing anybody, any of us, you and me in particular, are not going to be anywhere near any of that stuff. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's not what you're going to get. It's disgusting. <laughs> Second of all, I don't, my, my credit card is maxed out at this point. How do I? Uh, does anyone have any? Um, but then the 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 thing where like people look at an instant an Instagram influencer like me and they think, wow, I can be like rich and famous if I hate my kids that much. And no, this isn't. That's not how it works. This no. is all fake. This whole background is actually a, a what's green so screen. interesting. I don't even about, have kids. It's so what what's so interesting, Mike, about your persona is how you fly in the face of, you know. Well put together, uh, super wealthy, <laughs> a great sort of environment, their I'm family not, environment, I'm and all we're left with accounts. All we're left with is, uh, I don't know. Does anyone have enough money from left over from George Soros's sex parties <laughs> to, to fund my? People want to give party? me money. They're like, wow, they they don't want to be like me. They want to they pity me. You know what? Right. Which is what I'm going for because pity. You know, it's a powerful emotion, and I'm proud to accept other people's, especially when I got my beanie on. Oh, God. With the tuft. Tuft. What, God, why not, why not just not wear, why not not wear a beanie? Um, you know, the fans demand it. Okay. The fans demand it. I'm, I'm really hot because it's literally in the 70s, right? <laughs> um, so another topic was um, adult concerns, right? So this is where shifting kind of into real-world territory instead of kind of what's on the media. So by this, um, I think a lot of people meant DB7898 says money stuff, COVID, right? So they have a five-year-old. Um, and obviously, you're not going to burden a five-year-old with, like, your boss's demands or why you can't pay rent, <laughs> um, unless he's a really good listener. Um, and then when it comes to COVID, so my four-year-old says to me yesterday, he's like, hey, daddy, you know, when it's not COVID, can we go to the place where you like throw the ball down and knock things over? I'm like, yeah, bowling. Um, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, when it's not COVID, can we go there? I'm like, no, like taking a bowling sucks. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the best part about, about what's going to happen for the next probably six to seven years is just COVID will continue yes. to exist as something that happens. Exactly. In, in it's like, um, like Dad, I, I, I literally heard the news today. I, I, I saw that COVID has been cured. It's, it's 2024, and I feel like we really probably could go bowling. No. Nope. Uh, no, really? Not safe. It's, no. Okay. It's not safe. It's like well, the what if, show, what if we just go outside COVID. for a walk around the block? No, no. Oh. Your mom, though, is immune. She can take you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have to worry about it. But me, I'm very high risk. Um, and just Ali said financial situations, right? So, you know, my kid is 10 and my other kid, like I said, is like four and a half. And there are times where it's clear neither of them really have much concept of money, which is right. when shielding goes too far, right? I should be teaching my 10 year old a little bit more about how this stuff works. But my four and a half year old, you know, still doesn't totally get numbers, right? So he has no idea what stuff costs. Um, but I think this is the fine line, again, where you want to give your kids some kind of basis in reality, but you don't want to burden them with your stress or anything like that. No, but but it is it is a time where you want to lock that four-year-old into some kind of hourly rate. Yes. Uh, some sort of binding hourly rate that they can't quite get out of when they're 16. and be like, hey, you signed it. It's, <laughs> exactly. You said that binding. four pennies was the most money you'd ever seen. <laughs> so that's what your hourly rate is. Um, I love uh, my my six year old. So we we do we dabble in chores. I dabble. There's a lot of mixed messages. I gotta sit down with my wife and talk with about what's going on. Yeah. I don't know why I can't. Page. Yeah, we're not on the same page. I was offering my kids all sorts of money 
for doing chores that are above and beyond. So like yes. making your bed, that's the you're not getting money. That's table stakes, yeah. Hey, table stakes. Any kind of like laundry folding, garbage taking out, yeah. uh, making other people's beds, uh, any other kind of cleaning up of the other bathroom, other rooms or something. That all of that is on the. It's we're in play for money. The best part though with my um, six-year-old is he doesn't want any of this stupid paper money. Yeah. He just wants coin. Yeah. And I'm like, son, I've got the smallest coin <laughs> you've ever seen. Ever seen. He's like, no way. And I'm like, I'll give you two of these yeah. if you fold that whole pile, like the whole pile of laundry. Um, anyway, yeah, it was hard. To, it was hard to te- it was hard to distinguish the pile of laundry from the folded laundry, but it, it doesn't matter. It was. It was uh, out paid, of your hair. I paid for what I got. Exactly. Um, but well, I got what I paid for. It is, and it is as your kids get older, and I think a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is dependent on the kids' age and changes, and you become a little bit more lax, and also it becomes necessary to teach them this kind of stuff. Like I said with my ten-year-old. Uh, he, we need to start teaching him for real, a, a nice solid grasp of money. Hopefully, you know, teach him a little bit about oil futures and how that works and see if we can yeah. start, you know, maybe, you know, drum and up an there, algorithm. There is no future. Yeah, all, exactly. All renewables. Crypto, um, get him into the crypto market early, man. Seriously. Well, you know what? I get a lot of people soliciting me on that on Instagram, um, putting in my comments, you know, this guy saved my life with his. Bitcoin mastery and that stuff. And every once in a while, somebody will be like, this person saved my relationship with his love spells. Damn. Yeah. I I haven't tried any of the love spells yet. I haven't tried any of the love spells yet. But I may need to because Mama Barry hates the beanie too. So I may need to do a little (laughs) something. Um, So speaking of Bitcoin, a lot of people were uh, trying to keep their kids safe from, from the real world news and politics. Another... Really, another brilliant segue. What a seamless transition. (laughs) Obviously, right now, with less than two weeks or exactly two weeks to go to the election, is that right? Sounds right. That kind of stuff is in the air all over the news. My oldest kid knows who Trump is. Um, But why why do we want to keep... It depends. Yeah. I think so. The way I phrased it was more like... um, how the the really toxic political talk, right? Not necessarily, you know, what's going on in the real world that there's an election happening, but the way some of the, like Trump talks about people and other people talk about people. If anything, he's a, an example of how not to behave. Um, but there are just some topics and some of the discourse that comes up isn't necessarily something a lot of people want their kids to get exposed to because a lot of it is kind of very hate-filled and yeah. angry. <laughs> Um, and people do not talk, not just Trump, like people don't talk about each other very nicely, very divisive times. Did your 10 year old watch the debates or any of the debates? No, no. I mean, there there was a 10 year old in the debates. (laughs) Yes. Uh Um, no, he was in bed by then. It didn't start till like nine, right? Um, yeah. My my 12 year old, this was her first debate. Uh, yeah. And it was uh, it was good to she saw both she saw the uh, presidential and the, and vice, the vice presidential. What did she think of the presidential debate? I mean, she well, I I had to I couldn't I had to remove myself because it was infuriating. Yeah, it was for me it was infuriating, uh, so I removed myself. But um, the vice presidential I thought was was really interesting because. Um, you know, there was a couple times where, where uh, Pence, you know, uh, had made – both of them were making – at least they were both civil, uh, and some of them had made a, a couple points that were actually pretty valid, and, and both – everybody was making uh, spoke over sa- salient points. Yeah, and one of the – I was like, oh, that's a really good point, and, and my 12-year-old was like, wait, but Dad, you, that's not who you're rooting oh. for. And I and I was like I know, but that's still a good point. Right. Um, and it was I think that was a really interesting little moment. To, well, that's interesting because that is kind of the biggest challenge we have right now is people are so entrenched and right. you know tunnel vision about who's right and who's wrong. They right. can't even acknowledge that kind of thing. Exactly. Um, Audra Lovejoy, listen to this. She says we shield the kid from politics in our house. She, my husband and I are on different sides of the ticket, so we can get heated and complicated here if we talk too much. I don't I don't know how I, I don't know how you still know. have a marriage. I don't know how. Like, kudos to you. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand how. There's a huge so... iron fence that goes up. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I don't I mean, more power to you, Audra Lovejoy, and your husband. Um, that is a tough situation in this day and age. I mean, look, it hasn't been the past 20 years, 25 years, pretty much ever since like Fox News came around, it's been getting more and more divisive. And it's obviously at a, something of a fever pitch right now. I don't know how you deal with it. I deal with a lot of these people online, people who don't yeah. agree with me, but do agree with the QAnon, right? Um, and it's impossible to talk to those kinds of people. Um, and I don't know how you would do it if you lived in that. I can't imagine if they remade Family Ties, a show we talked about in the past, and yeah. it was like, you know, it was like Obama-era liberals, but their kid was a QAnon MAGA guy. Oh, my God. How haven't they made this show? Oh, my God. I have Mike, you, this is this is comedy gold. I just crushed it. You I just, just I'm it. gonna call. Uh, I'm gonna call my contact at HBO. I think he works in the mailroom. It is. It is interesting. The one guy how, I, know there. I think you you nailed it. Like this day and age, it is very strange how you could be. I mean, again, just in this point in time, specific point in time in history, there were plenty of other times in history. Uh, to your point, 20 years sure, ago, obviously. Where, where you could, where you could, no, but like, I mean, you could even be, I mean, even the remember the Bush Gore, where it was like, I don't know. Really, oh yeah, whatever. that's what I'm saying. It's like, who really cares? Yeah. And then it was like, oh right, that's why we care. Right. But um, yeah, like you could be like, okay, fine. But nowadays it's. But you uh, know what? Hard. Maybe Audra and her husband, you know, maybe they're, maybe that's a positive example, yeah. right? Where they can kind of coexist and keep their marriage intact. I don't know how they're doing it. Audra, hit us up. Give us some tips, especially my wife. She sees this beanie. Again, it's going to be like Biden, <laughs> Trump all over again. Ruby underscore Loblo says, we avoid politics and the horrors of the real world, real world too. I can't say that. Real world too with, who was in the second one? Um, but we answer questions if we're asked, right? And I think that is one of the most important points that was raised on this. If your kid asks you about something, you can't like pretend it doesn't exist or whatever. You know, depending on uh, that's not is. true. That's <laughs> not true. You're just that, parenting wrong. Decent point. But yeah. depending on how old the kid is, if they're curious about something and you think they can handle it, you know, talking to them about it can be great. You know, they talk about these things called teachable moments. And like you did with your daughter, you had one watching the debates the other night. Yeah. And those are valuable moments with uh, parents <laughs> and children. And she she actually, yeah, she, there was a moment there where she was like, Dad, stop drinking so much. And I was like, no, you stop drinking so much. You stop drinking so much. And so that was M a really Ribs, valuable lesson that she learned, not talking. to Ribs 74 said that they're shielding their kids from rioting and that kind of stuff. Now, um, I don't know how old the kids are, but I feel like the riots and the protests for sure are kind of another teachable moment about, you know, why people protest, the history of that stuff in our country, what's important. And rioting is kind of like, this is the wrong way to do that. Yeah. Also, you know, Antifa is an ideology. It's not an organized group. And, and Black Lives Matter is not violent. And uh, they're not trying to destroy towns and cities the way the Republicans are saying. That's what I say to my son when he asks. Right. This is the stuff he needs to know, the truth. Um, and we're, we're, we're touching on it now. And then the next big thing is a little bit more philosophical, but about like not exposing your kids to hate and intolerance, which I think these days... It's hard to talk about politics and, you know, the state of the world or the state of this country without getting into some of that stuff. Right. A large part of the conversation, even during the debate, was, you know, denouncing white supremacy or not and that kind of thing. And then you have to explain what that is. And I think one of the cool things about kids today, kids who live in Brooklyn and kids who are a little bit younger, um, you know, they're not that stuff confuses them a little bit sometimes. Right. Like it's a pleasant surprise when they're like, why would you? You have to explain what racism is or whatever. And like, why would you hate somebody for that reason? You're like, right. you're right. You know, that's a beautiful message to take away. Um, but also the tenor that Trump has brought to the atmosphere is seeps out and everybody kind of uses it. And everywhere you go, the kind of discourse has been lowered just by the way the president speaks and other things happen. And then if you yeah. bring that into your house, that can kind of seep into your house, too. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I, I wonder how, I mean, this certainly this last four years will be probably looked back on as some of the most, some of the darkest, definitely within the the U.S. history that we've had. Um, but I but I think what's interesting about it is it's also, so we've had Me Too movement, we've had uh, yeah. BLM, um, and we have this 
huge um I get polarization for sure, but what, what's to me what's interesting is that for a lot, there, a lot of it is, you know, we're having to really deal with these problems head on in in yes. a way that we haven't been able to or been able to or have ever dealt with them in didn't any sort to. of way. Didn't want to. Yeah. Our parents, us growing up, maybe who knows? Like. But now it's like, look, this is this is it, right? Yeah. Like, this is it. This is what we have to address. Um, and we didn't want to address it, no. but it's being addressed now. And I think ultimately, um, you know, to be honest with you, there's like there is a ton of positivity that's coming out of this, which is uh is a very bizarre thing to say because 2020 has been i mean this is the year of the it's murder hornet yeah. which which literally has no benefit to anybody the murder hornet just to like come back to that really quickly <laughs> that disappeared no no Where'd it didn't go? it's still around they're breeding and they're getting stronger and we need to turn our attention from the stupid election back to murder hornets okay <laughs> well, let's focus 4th. on the real danger Maybe um but i but i do think that uh you know i look we we need to and we are in the process of reassessing how we uh, engage with each other uh, in a global in a global sense, in a local sense, in a, a societal sense, economic, et cetera. Um, and I don't think we have I don't think anybody has the answers, but we're definitely having to go through it right now. Well, we're being we'll pushed to the brink, right? So the hope is that we've hit bottom, and hopefully we'll start bouncing back. Um, I will say that we're going to get a lot more one-star ratings after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that I've gotten have been uh, people who don't like my political views, which should shock no one. Um, and we haven't even done our, our all politics 500th episode yet. Um, oh my really, God, that's so yeah. amazing! Where we finally, finally endorse. Let people know the yeah. candidate. <laughs> exactly. Who are we going to vote for? So we talked briefly about um, Audra Lovejoy's situation at home. And one of the big topics that came up dovetails nicely with the hate and intolerance that parents had to shield from their kids um, is toxic family members. Um, and a oh, lot okay. of toxicity revolves around political stances. Um, so let's see. So uh, Mariah Summer says she loves her Catholic in-laws, but not their views on gay marriage and women and et cetera. Right. Yeah. Like that's tough. Like you got to maybe try to keep those conversations from happening when your kids are around. Obviously Thanksgiving is potentially a tougher time to yeah. do that. It's kind of the proverbial family clash holiday. Is that right? right. That is, that um, is. Yep. That's correct. Um, and then, you know, there are a lot of people where they, they, they explained that, you know, whether their parents are from an older generation or they have different political views or purely just, maybe they're just like, I don't know. Like so, so Ash at the beach says she tries to avoid her mom's negativity and self-destructive, self-destructive behavior and language. Like that's the kind of influence you don't necessarily want around your impressionable kids, right? Okay, I, you're right. It's not all and, political based. No, you're right. And um, I think I said this maybe a couple episodes ago. I can't remember, but I found myself actually taking a step back and being like, I can't watch any more of this. The opposite of the fox you know like yeah trump embarrassed himself yet again yeah. like how sides. you know how annoying is it you know just like i i just stop that the whole element of it because it's just it's one of it it's just placating me like it's just yeah, yeah. For, well, it's just being bubble, it's pander right? yeah. it's simply pandering to me and i'm like that's just stupid it's not moving the conversation confirmation forward. bias right like yeah they say what you want to hear and you're like no right. really yeah and i and i you know and and i because i'm not on social media i don't i don't i don't have that much of an echo chamber but i do use youtube a lot and so there is that algorithm aspect of you watch i mean sometimes and we all know this like you click on this one video like i don't want to click on it but i yeah. really just want to oh see God, how the world's biggest umbrella because I, I don't <laughs> want a lot of umbrella videos but i want to see the world's largest umbrella and how it was made and i'm sorry it's just know, nothing but umbrella videos. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, so uh, just in terms of the intolerance, I, you know, uh, I think that's it's important just to talk to you, just to make sure that your kid is not 
overly one way or the other. And I don't know yeah, how else to say it other than objectivity. But keep yeah. them off social media. That's a large part of it, right? Like that's where the it, it, it is. You know, that's that's a real thing. I mean, social media is such a it's um the, the, so the, so the, have you seen the social dilemma? Yeah. Um so Mike that's what I was talking about, except I was in 2007 when I said well, it. Well, back then, myself, but if you look, man, a lot, of positive, a lot of positive things have come out of it. It wasn't really until the last eight years that things really started to get horrible, and that's only, what, three quarters of its ago? existence? <laughs> um, yeah. It's not the technology. It's what we choose to do no, with it. It is the technology, absolutely. Well, it's a combination of things. If there were guidelines and there were restrictions and the world wasn't hell-bent on, you know, profiting their way to extinction, it might be a little different. Yeah, monetizing everything. Anyway, Sierra Roxanne says she tries to shield her kids from all of the above, all the things we've mentioned. J.P. John said, just sex. My kids are four and five. All the other stuff is <laughs> It's just sex, okay, four and five-year-olds? That's all it is. I'm just a man, and I he have needs, so kids, back off. Or she, he or she shields their kids from just sex, none yeah. of the other stuff, because they're four and five, and all the other stuff is fair game, which, you know, more power to them. Miss Sec SC, S-E-C-S-C says nothing anymore. She's 12. So J.P. Johns is like four and five is enough of an age to – you know, let them run free. <laughs> Miss SECSC says says 12 is the age. And Jen Ben 801 says, my kid is four. So we shield a lot of what you said, but we answer the questions that he has. And I think that's the middle ground to embrace, right? You don't necessarily expose your kids to stuff that you think they're too young for, um, but they're going to see some of it. And when they do, you know, make a good faith effort to engage them and explain to them some of it, depending on what the topic is and how old they are. I think you just you take a leaf out of Captain Fantastic, the movie. You take a oh, leaf out God. of that book. Where this is the other the fifth movie you like. Yeah, that's it. Outside of uh, what was it? Legend. I am Legend. I am Legend. There was yeah. some really random one too, and I can't remember. I wish I could. Gleaning the cube. Gleaming, gleaming with an M. Was it? Yes. Gleaming, gleaming. Gleaming. Oh yeah, it's a skating term. Yeah. So Captain um, Fantastic with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, where he just the the kid asks a question about sex and the kid's four years old and <laughs> Viggo Mortensen just delivers the most straightforward, detailed description of what sex is. You finally and, learned. I finally, I honestly wrong. tears just streaming down <laughs> and I looked over at my wife. I go, "That's what you meant this whole time," and she's like, "You son of son a of bitch." A bitch. I haven't seen the film, um, but a lot of people do adhere to that. Like, you know, no holds barred. J.P. Johns, apparently. Like, tell them everything they, they need to know. Don't shield stuff from them. You don't want to stigmatize anything. Certainly, you don't want to stigmatize sex, which can be a beautiful thing. You just want to make sure the kids make the right decisions around it. Can it, though? Can it yeah, well, though? I haven't seen Captain <laughs> Okay. Maybe I've been doing okay. it wrong. <laughs> All right. That's, yeah. Kristen Conley says that there are things I don't want my kids to see, but we talk about everything. They are going to encounter it all sooner or later, and we need to prepare them or the, or prepare them for it, or the world will tell them what to think, right? And I think when you say the world these days, uh, social media is largely it, right? Your kids are going to get exposed to that. That's how they're going to find out their stuff. So if you're not open with them and explaining things to them, and they their source is Twitter, um, or your YouTube channel about You're the adorable umbrella. that you think that the kids are anywhere near Twitter. TikTok. You know what Twitter is largely made up of? Is like bots. Forty-five-year-old men just tweeting back at each other and then screen capping it, screen capping it, and then posting it on Instagram. Me and you, um, buddy. Except not you, just me. Yep. Yep. There you go. That's. Um, but whatever. Social media itself is a very skewed. TikTok. They're on TikTok. I did ask my 12-year-old where she got her news from, and she did say it was TikTok. How do you get and news on TikTok well, unless it's the latest no, dance you move? Don't. The answer is is you don't. And good for maybe, her. Maybe you do. I don't know. <clears throat> maybe you should get on TikTok so you know what your kids are getting themselves into. How about you that? Know what? I know how to do the woe, so maybe I will, Mike. Maybe I will. That's another. Yeah, you don't even know. 
What are you right? Is? I don't know, and I'm going skating right by it. But I had another <laughs> idea for the revival of an 80s TV show. We just did Family Ties, and we updated it for the modern era. Uh-huh. And now we can do 21 Jump Street, except instead of the kids going undercover in high school, they go undercover on fucking TikTok. Fucking Johnny Depp, Michael Deloitte. Let's just put it this way. It's not the most seamless uh, Holly Robinson Pete would all show up for cameos. She would sing the theme song again. Best, probably the best TV show theme song ever. Thank Jump. Right Down to theme. Jump Street. Uh, anytime you say sing the theme tune, I think of Little Britain. Well, I can go sing back there. That's the, where the guy dresses up in drag all the time. No, it's what yeah, but it's when um Get show, yeah. He does Never the, seen it. You know, the the little actor, he's like this big and everything's really big next to him. It's really funny. This is very offensive stuff. Uh, we're gonna is get it? a lot of one star ratings on Apple is for it? political takes and you you know And my and my little Britain reference? It was it was <laughs> it was Cringe tastic. What was it? You said, God damn it. I can sing the theme tune. Stop right. doing accents. That's Computers not what people come now. here for. People tune in for my beanie and okay. my movie takes. Oh, you came sorry, with movie takes. You brought up you brought up uh, Catherine Fantastic. And Gleaming the Cube. We didn't talk about Gleaming the Cube. You just got the title wrong. So that you don't get points for that. That's I got a couple points. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at kids, you, Dana Bosday. Would you show your kids Gleaming the Cube tomorrow, or would you shield them? From I w- first later? of all, I don't have 199 just lying around. <laughs> I'm about you to shell out that kind of coin. Give me a break. They can fucking watch it on their own. I am shielding my children from Christian Slater. Nothing good can come from uh, Mr. Robot. Really. Don't Mr. spoil anything. What are you talking about? He's in Mr. Robot. People don't need to know that. What do you mean? He's You're like so confused. Second, he's like in the second episode. I know. I'm choking. No one watches Mr. Robot anymore. It's 2020. Mr. Robot? Is it? Is it? it is. Mr. Robot? <laughs> so we just totally crushed this topic. I had some killer segues. We had some hot political takes. We talked about the sex parties Mama Barry and I have at the behest. Not just the funding of the behest, behest. of Mr. George Soros. Yes. He really encourages Microfinancer us. He tells us we'd better do it, or he's, he's like, not gonna. Yeah, he's like, listen, you're in Brooklyn. You're obviously liberal. Um, part of Antifa. So just do this, and uh, you know, just send me the whatever. How do you send receipts. it? My tape. Do you send me? A, yeah, send me the receipts. <laughs> Why would you need this many Rice Krispies? It just doesn't make any sense. I had to keep renting Captain Fantastic to know what I was doing. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of fall family fun, um, this some fall family fun is not George Soros funded. Last episode, we talked about Mom and Barry and I talked about fall family fun. The best part about it is in that episode, we talked about how we had just gone um, apple picking. And then after we recorded the episode and after it aired, we went pumpkin picking. It took another two-hour drive, separate from the apple picking drive, to get pumpkin. And guess what? We got there, and there were apples at this place, too. We could have just knocked it all out. Of course. Of course there are. You're in New York State, for God's sakes. They have both. They have everything. Why do you think they call it the Big Apple? True fact. That's not why. It is, absolutely. No New York State New York State is the largest chance. producer of apples. You goddamn, it's Big <laughs> Apple. I'm Big Googling Apple it. conspiracy. Anyway, Dana Bosday had a comment. Why don't you tell us what Dana okay. Bosday said? Here's my favorite episode. comment of the year. So Dana Bosday commented on the previous episode, Fall Family Fun. Apple picking, question mark. No, thanks. Too many bees. Too many people. And I can purchase my own apples at a store for way less money. Why do I want to have to try and uh, to get a stick to reach up high in a tree to get an apple? Dana, you have just summarized everything that is absolutely wrong with the industrial apple construct that exists in fall, northeastern United States fall, fucking whole thing that happened. When Mom and Barry and I talked about it, even though she loves doing these things, she said that she doesn't like going to orchards and places like that that are like agritainment, where like it's agricultural entertainment. It's like they try to like— Okay, you know what? Could you just subscribe? It's 
Zap just unsubs- don't don't Zap no God. stop self high fiving. Stop just stop <laughs> doing slapping. it. Nobody's no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> you held your hand up, and then with the other hand, you slapped your other like hand. Brandon Fraser at the you, Emmys. You didn't clap. A the clap is when two hands come together like this. You held your one hand stationary, and then you clapped it with the other. You know what? I'm stunned by just how amazing some of my takes and my comments have been. I'm just like a rocket ship. God damn it. Okay, first of all, I need Dana. First of all, thank you so much for bringing up one critical fact that the the, the Apple the, the Apple industry doesn't want you to know about. It's the bees, yeah, goddamn. And guess the what? They want they're out there. They don't like you. They're not cute, and they'll sting your goddamn neck like they Face did. The, you know what? We last time we went apple picking. True story. Last time we went apple picking, there was a kid. He got stung in the neck. Are you sure stung it wasn't a tiny neck. little bat? Maybe it was a vampire bee. No, here's the thing. Granted, the kid was being a dick at the time, and he I deserved it. 100% deserved to be stung in the neck. <laughs> but the fact that he was stung in the neck, I, my kids talk about nightmares. I had to shield them. And my my at the time, my five-year-old was like, did he just get stung in the neck? And I was like, no, don't be stupid. That's a ridiculous not. thing to ever have happened. We're in shit. A, orchard pick your apples where's the stick and pick your apples and i want to buy 40 dollars <laughs> worth of apples for? i want to here's a 40 dollars worth of apples please that are going to go bad in about four days can i have 40 dollars worth of apples here's even worse we have that 40 dollar bag sitting in our kitchen they wow. didn't go rotten they didn't go rotten you know why my wife they're made getting apple stronger pie. they're getting stronger. apple pie i don't truck with pie i don't want your apple pie I don't want your peach pie. I don't want your rhubarb you're pie. The fruit part pie guy. Fruit is not dessert. Nature's candy, my ass. No. No, your ass is not nature's candy. Believe you all of You haven't tasted us. it. You haven't tasted it. Ugh. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening <laughs> to yet another quite awful edition of the Dad and Buried podcast show. I thought it was... It was wonderful, and it was nice to see you again. Again, condolences you. to your wife and your family for your loss. Um, I do want to tell you that the Big Apple um, was a reference to horse racing um, in That's New York City true. in the 20s. So in your face has nothing to do with uh, apples. I'm not going to take it in my face. I'm going to take it somewhere completely different. Speaking of things you want to shield your kids from, everything <laughs> Pete just said. We will uh, we will catch you next week. You can catch this on Apple, Spotify, everywhere else. Please give us a rating or a review on Apple. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Listen on. If you want to see my beanie, go to YouTube. Throw us some cash on Patreon or Anchor, and we will talk to you next.